Hey everyone, welcome back to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host as an advanced aesthetic registered nurse and educator in facial and body rejuvenation. Beauty is a feeling and a quiet confidence that comes from being perfectly aligned, body, mind, and spirit. Today, I have a very special guest with us. We have Rajesh Kemraj, who joins us from Portland. Rajesh works as a physical therapist, and I cannot wait to introduce you to this wonderful soul that I had the pleasure of meeting at. Hi there, it's Amy Carlson, the Toxin Terminator, and I have had the privilege of working with Rachel Varga since I believe about July. Rachel and I met through a mastermind that we both belong to, and let me tell you, she has got the most beautiful skin I have ever seen from anyone. And if I was going to trust someone with my skincare and helping me develop that beautiful glow, that beautiful radiance from inside, it was going to be Rachel Varga. She is the walking example of doing exactly what she says. She's walking the walk and talking the talk. I was able to do a a one-on-one consult with her and I loved that she listened to my needs and my concern. As a plus 50 year old woman, I knew that aging was something I needed to worry about. I knew that because of the things that I had done when I was younger, I certainly had been causing damage to my skin. And I also knew because of some of the products I had been previously using on my skin, I was also causing damage to my skin. She listened to my needs. She looked at what I had going on currently. And she also listened to my needs of wanting a more holistic approach to really taking care of my skin as I continue to age. And that was super important to me that she listened. Now, I've been using her products now for at least the past 30 to 45 days. And I can see a huge difference already and know that there's still more forthcoming. I I trust in the products that she has given me. I trust in the science behind what she does. And I trust in Rachel and I know you can too. Thank you. An incredible event in Portland with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Rajesh is going to share with us in this episode what it was like to spend a week with Dr. Joe Dispenza. All right, let's get into it. Where was the event? How did you feel leading up to it? And what did you learn? Yeah, the event was in Cancun. And it was a week-long event, um, and it was kind of hard to pass up going to Cancun. I've never been there, and I've never been to a spiritual event at a resort. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect holiday. <laughs> so it was a week-long conference in Cancun, and I was pretty excited about the thought of Cancun, but... I had a lot of resistance to the thought that I could actually have a proper spiritual experience at a resort. And not somewhere like India. Yeah. Well, um, the main problem with it was, is I knew we were going to be by the beach. I knew there was going to be swimming pools. I knew there was going to be a lot of alcohol. I knew there was going to be all these distractions that you 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 think of when you go to Cancun. You don't think of going to a spiritual retreat. I really, really fought it. I didn't really want to go initially. And when it came down to it, it was just one of those things where it was a lot cheaper than me going to India. It didn't take as much time. And so I made that choice. Mm -hmm. So I get there and conference is at a beautiful resort. So 
First off, Joe does an amazing job of anywhere he has a conference or a course, he handpicks a lot of things and he makes sure that it's high quality and he makes sure that it, and it's not, when I say high quality, it's not just that it costs a lot. It's that people show care. He, he emphasizes that a lot that at this particular place, that the food is going to be amazing. And, you know, he could say that with confidence. He's like, you'll go and eat anywhere and you're going to love it. Rajesh, I would love to hear from you, like the healings that took place or the massive transformations that people had based on some pretty cool stuff that he shared. A couple of expectations that I didn't know. Like, I didn't know what type of population would go to these courses. Right. What I discovered was a lot of the people that would show up to these um, conferences, they have massive health issues. They have problems. They have basically where the medical world has met their end. Mm -hmm. or get bomb or whatever and they're showing up at these things i was a little set back with joe talking so profoundly about the ability to heal right and he was speaking in such definite and such clarity of you know oh we had this conference and these people you know they had so many tumors in their brain and they did this work and now all of a sudden they're healed and initially, I was like, okay, is this showboating? You know, right. what is he doing here? Right. But he continued on. And one of the most beautiful things that he will bring up to you is these people, they're not supermodels. They're not you know, profound, rich, amazing people. They're ordinary people like every one of us. Mm -hmm. The main difference is they took that step and they were able to have that opening and that's that's really all it is is they had the opening to allow themselves to heal it was pretty profound to see how much people were having healings within the first day the power of the mind yeah it could be um like there was one particular lady um she's never been to any of these type of courses and so she was sitting in the front row i think her father had passed within mm -hmm. the past few months or some sort within the first meditation that joe did with us she had an outer body experience and it was a massive thing where there was multiple people around her that also experienced this with her no one knew that it happened together right and so they all had different stories about the same situation and so it was a really surreal scenario because you have all these people talking to each other and they never spoke about it but it was neat to hear like four or five perspectives of the same event and then you heard joe's perspective of it because he watched it all the neat thing with that he does is when he does the meditations what i can appreciate about him a lot is he stays in there in a lot of ways you think about you listen to recordings right you've listened to the recording of the 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 meditation that he did it's powerful every time it's crazy in theory all he has to do is pre-record this stuff and just play it and it would probably help people well but what i started picking up on is he wasn't pre-recording any of this he stayed with us and so most of the meditations that we were doing were over an hour they're about i'm thinking they're about maybe an hour and a half to two hours each time we did a meditation and he was doing them live. To me, that was a very 
profound experience because I'm not so sure I could do it, right? Like, if, if I knew that I could get a good change out of someone and they listen to the recording and they still get good uh, effects of it, I would probably just record it and be over with it and just have them meditate to the recording. But there was a special feeling to that of him specifically going through each and every meditation every day. I think it's being also being around the energy of the people around you. Yeah. And the power of that. And he emphasized that. The cool thing was he was very trying to think of the proper word. I would say disconnected, but it's, that's not the right word at all. He was very clear that he's not trying to heal you, that it's all within you, that mm-hmm. you can do this stuff. He's just giving you the um, formula to heal yourself. And so if you can follow the formula, if you can work with the, the sequence of meditations that he gives out and everything, um, you will see shifts and you will see change and Basically, the formula came from his own discoveries, right? When, like, you, when you said that, there was like this really weird blip right above your head. <laughs> it was like this blue light. Well, and the, we've been talking for like an hour and, I'm, and I've done a lot of calls and I don't think I've ever seen like a blip like that. So I'll be curious <laughs> to see if uh, that actually recorded. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> There's a lot of power to this stuff. And he's dedicated to it. And so... With a week long, you start off, I can't remember the exact times, but I think we started at 7 a.m. And we do about an hour and a half meditation. And then we go for breakfast. And then you go back for a little bit of a talk. And then you knock out another meditation. That's, again, about an hour and a half to possibly two hours. And then you have another break. And then you finish off the day with a lecture and then the final meditation which is another hour to two hours. It was probably the most meditation I've ever done in a day. And we had seven days of it. Wow. And it was profound. But by the third day, I was getting pretty tired of it and stirred up. And the reason for the tiredness was I felt massive resistance kick up. And the massive resistance was... In this conference, he was talking about the heart, and he was talking about the importance of the frequency of the heart and connecting with the heart and all these other things with the heart. And he was saying, you can only help others when you're connected to your heart. And that kind of threw me because I've always felt a massive disconnect with my heart. But our jobs are to help people. Yeah, so if in reality what he's saying is true... I'm not able to truly help people because I'm not able to connect. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what I got caught up on. I got very desperate and very, um, fearful because I think it was the third or fourth day. And I was feeling this massive discomfort within my chest. Not really. I was a little bit worried that I wasn't going to get where I needed to be Mm. to be able to help others. That was a story in my mind because before going there, I was helping others. So things were happening, but I had some type of belief. And that's the key is I had a belief that I wasn't connected to my heart. I had a belief that I couldn't help others. I had a belief of all these things. 
And so on the third or fourth day, I asked the leader, one like we have group leaders, and I asked the leader um, if I could have a special healing. In his conference, they do a, uh, these healing sessions at the closer at the end of the week. And there's, I think there was 200 people picked for these healings. I had wrote to request for a healing. After a while, once I got there, I was like, man, I don't need the healing. I, I see there's way more people that are more important. Mm. But on that third or fourth day, I started getting desperate because I was like, wait, I'm trying to help people. And if I'm not connected to my heart, I am more important. I need to get this open so that I can continue to help people. Right. So that was the story I told myself. You know, you put all the stress on, am I going to be picked? Am I going to be picked? Am I going to be picked? On that fourth day, we dropped into a meditation. There was a massive opening, a massive, I think it was more, the best word maybe is acceptance. And it's just acceptance of who I am, acceptance of where I was, acceptance of I am what I am. And this is as good as it's like, you know, this is it. Releasing and, that resistance. Yeah. And so when I did that, there was a massive freedom that happened there. From that point on, the rest of the conference was more of a joyous experience rather than this this uh, suffering. Yeah, and, and you felt physical tension in your body with that resistance. Yeah, it was not comfortable. Like, yeah, and a lot of people when they have disease or dis-ease, right, They're, they have some discomfort in their body, sometimes people don't always recognize that it can be emotion. But you intuitively kind of got there? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've had previous experiences in life that has helped me recognize that. Like, I have a specific back pain. And when I experience specific types of stress in my life, I know it doesn't matter how many massages I get, how many, what, no matter how much medication, no matter what, the pain is going to stay there. Right. And so I've actually been able to recognize when I have that particular pain, I need to deal with that particular problem. And so I now have it dialed in when I have that pain. It's no longer, oh, I have this back pain. I need to fix it. It's, oh, what's going on in this particular situation that is causing my back to get picked up? And so once I clear that up, all of a sudden the back pain goes away and I never needed a massage, never needed a pill, never needed anything. It was... And you didn't learn that in physiotherapy education. No, no. I, I, that was a hard life learning experience. Unfortunately, it took a lot to learn that. The cool thing is I get to share it with my patients and they can start to understand that a lot of their pains mm -hmm. have a primary emotional base rather than just thinking it's physical all the time. Yeah. So attending these types of events can be helpful for people wherever they may be. Everyone has some degree of pain and disease and discomfort in their lives, you know, and joy or light and shadow side. And I think it's great for people to be able to be proactive like yourself and attend these types of conferences. I think it's I think it's great. It's just a very proactive way of living. And maybe even someone listening to this might think, oh, there's that conference happening or oh, there's that workshop happening. Maybe I'll go and kind of 
become a little bit more evolved. Not so much, I think evolved is the wrong word, but more aware of themselves on the uh, physical, emotional, and spiritual side. Yeah, that's... It, it, I'm hesitant to encourage people to go that route. And the only reason why I say that is... Well, it might not be right, right for everybody. Well, no, it, it, it should be. Uh, knowing yourself and understanding yourself, I think, is very important. The problem is the path is not easy right. most of the time. Right. Oh, yeah. You got to dig deep. Like, you're, you're doing a lot of inner work. It's usually some deep-seated problems that, uh, you know, some people even say it came from another lifetime that you're dealing with. And when you're going through that, it can be the worst experience you've ever had in your life. The, the most brilliant thing I've ever seen is you go through this massive suffering. And if you're able to finally see that, I guess I, I'm not even so sure it's see, it's acceptance or letting go or, you know, just freeing yourself of that story. Once they do it, there's such an immense freedom and immense lightness that the person has. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes addicting. You know, life can go horrible from that point on, but they know there's a path that they can take to keep on chipping away at this uh, this discomfort. Right. I guess one of the coolest things I've ever heard from my son, and it, and it was a very basic thing that he said. I said, hey, I've been doing this work for quite a while. I spend a lot of money. I spend a lot of time. I do all these things. I was like, can you tell any difference? And he was probably 10 at the time. And he said, well, you had a lot of problems today at work and you seem to be doing pretty well with it. He's like, yeah, I would say it probably worked. And so his point was, is that a lot of spiritual work, a lot of things that we're dealing with, if you think about before you try to take any path, before you try to do any seeking, before you try to do anything, the amount of people that can agitate you, the amount of situations that can agitate you, the amount of just the, the the temperature being two degrees off, how it can agitate you. All of a sudden, those things kind of disappear. Your ability to handle extreme stress, your ability to handle extreme pain, the ability to handle massive life experiences starts to become pretty easy. To me, that's the most profound part of it. Is Strengthening you, your resi- resilience. Yeah, but mm-hmm. to get there, to get there is the challenge, and it's a very hard. It can be. It could be a very hard road if you have a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing. The reason why I keep on saying it can be is I did see that at Joe's conference where there was a few people I encountered that had never been to a spiritual event before, and they have massive opening massive release massive change and you know there's other people that have been doing this for 10 years and they're still struggling with the same stuff that they were struggling with 10 years ago one thing that really stood out to me attending the event um, that we were at and this might be more our first episode stuff but i just kind of wanted to share this i felt like there were maybe just a handful of people there that were my age And like you mentioned before, a lot of people that go to these conferences can have experienced a lot of pain or they need a lot of healing. 
and they've been doing this for 10 years or they just started. But I think the age that you start, the earlier, the better. It's like the earlier you start to understand the power of the mind-body connection and the influence and the power that our mind has on our bodily health and you know, our beauty and how we converse with ourselves and others. I think the earlier you understand that, the better. Yeah, I heard um, there was some, I can't remember what spiritual leader was saying this, but he was saying that uh, like young teens will respond to the teachings well, Hmm. primarily because they don't have a bunch of crap built up. They have a minimal time to build up all this stuff. But when you're a six-year-old and you decide that you want to try to work on this, you have a mound, like, you know, an extensive mound of stuff. And when you build up that mound, it's sometimes really hard to tell where to start. Mm. And so I was impressed also with the age, like it was a younger group um, than what I'm used to. Um, so it's really cool to see that there is younger people trying to seek out uh, a better understanding of themselves. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, because it usually, unfortunately, it doesn't usually happen until like people start to retire and they they start to question life. They start to question what did they do with their life and what happened to all this mess. Or they have disease or have over, yeah, you know yeah. gone through trauma. Yeah, so I really appreciate when you see some young one going there and trying to do this work. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great place to conclude our second episode where you kind of shared with us a little bit about your week-long immersion with Dr. Jodas Fenza. I think that was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rajesh, in this episode. Where can people find you? They can find me in Portland, Oregon. I practice down in Tigard, a suburb of Portland. My website is pdxphysicaltherapy.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. And be sure to take a screenshot of you listening to this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media and tag me at Rachel Varga Official and Rajesh at Chemraj Physical Therapy. Don't forget to head on over to rachelvarga.ca to help you age impossibly well on the inside and out. I'll see you in the next episode.